Lately, as I mentioned in an earlier video, I've been getting a ton of questions about distributions and how they relate to preferred return and is a preferred return an implication of cash flow? So I'm not gonna get into that topic. Uh, if you wanna learn more about that topic, check out one of our recent videos, and, as well as it was in a newsletter uh, that we recently sent out. And if you're not on a newsletter, please head to our website, lscre.com, and join our newsletter. Great article every month. So today I wanna talk about another common topic and some, somewhat of a misconception, which are the way that refinances work in multifamily joint ventures and syndications. So every deal is different, obviously, and every deal structure is different. And uh, I'll, I'll cover some of the things that a refi could be, uh, but really what it should be is a standard return. Uh, it should follow the standard waterfall that, uh, that we have, for example, which is an 8% preferred return followed by a promote. And so essentially, if you have a preferred return that's followed by a return of capital, so essentially an IRR hurdle, when you have a refi, it's going to work the exact same way as a sale. It's going to work the exact same way as cash flow distributions. For example, if you are making, let's say, 8% distributions every, uh, you know, on a monthly or quarterly basis, and then you have a refi and you're able to return 50% of the capital, you know, first, that capital is going to be used to make sure that the preferred return is, in fact, caught up and current, and then the remaining capital from that refi is going to be used to pay down the investor's capital account, right? And that reduction of the investor's capital account is going to now reduce the accrual of PREP. It doesn't necessarily mean the distributions are going to be altered. That will be determined by the debt service payment uh, based on the new loan. So, you know, some other deal structures are really not as friendly to investors where a refi could potentially, a cash out refi could potentially pay the investors out of the deal. And so the investors were more like a debt, in a debt position than an equity position on the deal, which is obviously not favorable because they're taking equity risk when, at the time when the deal is the riskiest. And then when, once the deal finally stabilizes and goes through a refi, they get paid off and now they're out. They don't get equity returns for their equity risk. It's just not a fair deal. So I highly advise investors to watch out for those types of deals where they're kind of in in for the up, uh, you know, they're in for the the renovation period, and then they get taken out through the refi, uh, just because that typically doesn't make sense. So what you're really looking for is, and we get this question a lot from investors. They ask us, well, what happens on a refi? Do I get paid out? Do I get paid down? Do what, does my ownership reduce? And the answer is, your ownership uh, should not get reduced in a refi scenario. So if you if you put, you know, your hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollars in and that was 10% ownership of the deal. When a refi occurs, your 10% ownership should remain 10% ownership. Your ownership percentage shouldn't change in the deal. Your capital account could change though. As I mentioned in that previous example, you could have a refi which pays down your capital account. So if you had invested 100,000 and you get a 50% return of capital and you're current on your PREF, so now your capital account's gonna get paid down to 50,000. So it's as if you only have, well you literally do only have 50,000 uh, invested in the deal and your preferred return moving forward will accrue based on your remaining capital account of 50,000 uh, but you'll still get your prorated portion of distribution so if you own 10% of the deal even though your capital account went from 100 to 50 you're still going to get 10% of the distributions so that's how a more institutional waterfall structure works with a cumulative and compounding preferred return 
and it makes things really simple because what happens when you have that IRR-based preferred return, it means that it doesn't matter where the cash flow comes from. It doesn't matter if it comes from cash flow distributions, a refi, or a sale. They all get treated the same way and they follow the same exact waterfall. So hopefully that makes sense and hopefully that uh, sheds some light on how refis work in multifamily partnerships.